0: Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. Uh, this is your host, Fortwan, uh, coming at you today, confused and whatever. I don't know why I said coming at you. Um, you're listening. Uh, anyways, joined <laughs> <laughs> by my co-host, Mark Daddy. Hiya.
1: Hey. Oh my gosh. I... I... I started a game of Victoria 2 at like 5 o'clock and then I got so heavily absorbed in trying to make sure that my uh, politics were well balanced, that my budget was good, that I was employing all the middle class people, all my artisans were unemployed, and I'm playing a Spain and I'm trying to win. And knowing how Spain worked out, it's, it's very hard. Oh my god. <sighs> so yeah, I kind of got caught with my pants down a little bit. But We're here. I'm kind of ready.
0: Let's do this. (laughs) And Pan, how you doing?
2: Well, one, I'm uh, trying not to make any naughty jokes about about your intro. And two, no fucking wonder Morg was late and we couldn't get a hold of him. He was playing Victoria (laughs) 2.
0: I honestly have never heard of Victoria 2.
2: It's a paradox. It's from the same people that make Crusader Kings.
0: It is
1: oh, okay. very, very challenging. Oh, my God. And I only just, like, started playing it just today, so I'm, start- I'm kind of picking up on things. But holy shit, is it a complicated game, but super yeah.
2: fun. Yeah, yeah. Paradox IPs come back in, like, when you've got a good 60 hours in the game, and then you can kind of understand it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've played a few of their published games. I don't, I'm not sure about their developed games.
1: Do I give France military access? I don't know. Do I want to absorb Morocco into my uh, influence in my circle of influence? Yes. Why does UK keep trying to uh, disrupt me my politics? I don't know. They're big dicks, but whatever, I can deal with it.
0: Nice. I love this. Well, we're going to talk about Easter eggs. Uh, secret codes, hidden stuff in games that we enjoy. Um. All the hidden things. So, so Pan, um, you you brought this topic up as we were discussing what to talk about, and uh, I think it's a fun topic. So, what 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 was your headspace on on this topic?
2: So, my headspace on this topic was uh, basically I was scrambling to come up with a topic. And uh, we had that, that wonderful little serendipitous experience with my son's toy game controller.
0: Oh, yes. I saw that. Yeah.
2: And uh, then I was like, hey, what about secrets in video games? So, uh, dear listeners who are not on Reddit, last week the top thing on r slash gaming was uh, a picture of this like Fisher Price fake video game controller. And uh, the top comment chain was about how if you put in the Konami code on that controller, it makes a Mario sound effect. Uh, I believe it's Mario One sound effect from when he eats the mushrooms, and then the controller says, "You win." Hmm. So then my husband mm. immediately oh tried that God. out after he read it, and it works.
0: Oh my! It God. happens. That's hilarious. Me-
2: yeah. So I actually meant to up, have up, it down, here. Down,
0: down, left, right, left, right, B, B, A, B, A, right, start. Yeah,
2: it doesn't have a starter select button, so yeah, it's up. Yeah, it it stops after the last A.
1: Oh. Okay. That is so cool.
2: Okay. So uh so that was my my thinking. And then I was like, okay, so what is a secret? Because like if we're going by like stuff that is not immediately apparent to the player, then half of Breath of the Wild is a secret. So uh it's this true. definition that I came up with about forty five minutes ago, uh was um well, it has to be <laughs> something that's not uh in the normal course of the game, sure. And also, uh, Secret Worlds on Super Mario World or Super Mario Bros. Was it? Super? Yeah, the one on SNES that everybody played.
0: Super Se- Mario World.
2: Super yeah. Mario World. That's it. Yeah, Super Mario World. So, uh, Secret Worlds on Super Mario World do not count. Okay. Those are, those are my two definitions. I'm happy to discuss or debate this.
0: So, one of the ones that I would have brought up what I feel does not make the cut is uh, in classic Doom, secrets are like secret uh, rooms full of ammo and extra weapons and stuff. Some of them are apparent but most of them are not and it's actually a big thing to get all the secrets in a level. Uh, it's very very hard to do in certain ways in certain levels. There's actually some secrets that are like you could, you could miss it in a level if you don't you know, do it before you get to the, you know, past a certain point or whatever, so you can't go backtrack and look for a secret when you realize you had not found them all at the end. Um, so I, I don't think that those would fit in this definition, but it was would have been one that I that uh, I would have talked about because you know me being a big classic Doom fan and I play it quite a bit. Like secret hunting is a big thing in that game, but like it is sort of like a normal thing of of the the player to sort of find the secrets to get the extra ammo and stuff because. Some levels, that's required. Like, you know, you're facing down 30 Mancubus. You need more than, you know, a single barrel shotgun. So, stuff like that.
2: So, um, if you have to go, like, wildly out of your way, I think it counts.
0: Well, in, in Doom, it's like, hey, this this wall texture looks a little bit different. If I press it, it's probably a secret. That's That's uh. some of the stuff. Sometimes there's hidden switches... Um, where it's like you have to tur- you turn a corner and you look this certain way and, oh, there's a switch over there. If I shoot it from this distance, I can hit it. There's some tricky ones, but they're they're kind of built into the game, so I still don't think they would qualify, if that makes sense. Now, I would say that what does qualify, at least in Classic Doom, would be the secret levels, Um, because they have Easter eggs in the in of them themselves, especially in uh, Doom 2. Um there's a secret exit on um, map 15 that takes you to Castle Wolfenstein, um, which was Id's previous game uh, to yep. Doom, which was Wolfenstein 3D. And you actually fight Gestapo, and they actually—it's like a secret enemy that you don't. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, you don't get. And then if you beat that level and have its secret exit, you go to map 32. Which is a room full of Gestapo and a Cyber Demon, and if you're unfamiliar with Doom, Cyber Demon's the biggest and baddest guy in the room. He stomps around and shoots rockets at you, and he takes a bunch of bullets to kill. So if you get to the end, it then has Commander Keen, which was one of id's very oh first my God. Uh, original original IPs.
2: I, I know that game.
0: Yeah, so it has uh, Commander Keen's hung up by a noose, four of them dead. And when you kill them, it opens up this. Well, when not when you kill them, they're already dead. Uh, when you shoot them and they turn into giblets with a head, and they do the level start noise, the doop, 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 I think is what it does. I can't um, I
2: can't recall the noise. I but I just yeah okay.
0: The the commander keen deaths open up the exit, and then you can exit, and you're ported back to level sixteen, like you did exited level fifteen as normal. So. There's like I think there's a good example of like normal play secrets versus extended play secrets. Like and you know some normally these extended play secrets have references and that kind of stuff. Even hell what was Doom 2 94 94 had a callback to an 80 something game. So yeah. That's that's kind of how I took it um in, in something that, you know, I was a little bit more familiar with secret-wise. Um, so so, uh, Morg, what, what is something that you had in mind as a as a secret to talk about tonight?
1: Uh, well, actually, there's a couple. Um, actually, I've got about oh, uh, so far what I can think of are like really two games that I can think of right now. One of them being ice. Well, actually, yeah. Um, two of them, I suppose. Um, well, the categories would be one of them being Monster Hunter, and then the second one being Pokemon. And for Pokemon, it would be Gold and Silver. Um, Largely the reason for that being is because, unlike most um, Pokemon games where it's very linear and it's very story-driven, with uh, Gold and Silver, um, there was a lot more sandbox elements to it. Like, you had a little bit more free-roaming to do, and you had the option to go and explore areas that, um, when you had the right HMs, you could go on your free time to go and gather, um, as opposed to, um, you know, just being, you know, held by the hand and then just going there, you know, the characters going, oh, we need to go to this and this and this place and, you know, whatever, or like some big, you know, hubbub happening at the time that, you know, leads you to have to go to a certain place at that point in the game. Um, good examples of that are like, there's this, uh, secret entrance that leads into the ruins of Valfit through Union Cave, where... The first time that you go through Union Cave, um, you only have one badge, so you don't have access to any mm-hmm. of the necessary HMs in order to be able to get to the secret entrance. Um, but once you get Surf, you, all you have to do is just go into like this um, this step ladder or whatever it is. Like you know how you go to the top level from like wherever it is. Um, it's in the southwest corner, and you go up there, and there's these bodies of water everywhere, and you're like, well, I don't have Surf HM. Well, I guess I can't go any further. When you do get the Surf HM. You can surf across, whatever, and then you battle one guy, or maybe two, three, something like that. And then you go outside of the Union Cave, and here you are in, like, this secret little area where there's, like, a ruin with, like, a fossil puzzle, like normally normally you'd be able to have access to in other areas of uh, uh, the Ruins valve. And then there's a patch of grass where there are two Pokémon, and these two Pokémon, this is the one spot where you can catch a Natu which later evolves into a Zatu, which kind of mm-hmm. looks like a like a, a, a totem pole bird Pokemon, and Smeargle. That's Smiragol. exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Smeargle. And you can't catch them anywhere else in the game. This is the one spot where you can get them in order to be able to complete your Pokedex.
0: Um, but you can find them through the normal stuff of the game, because like... Nope. The, I mean not like directly. No, because yeah, like I yeah, did. like
1: like you can you can like f- you can have them in your pokédex, but like you can't catch them. So like this like if you, if you're looking to like complete the pokédex in the sense of like not just seen but like caught, you would have to have been able to find this place, but it's it's very it, it's outside of the story. Like it's not a necessary place for you to go to unless you want to specifically catch these pokémon. Um, another good example Unless you're a,
0: trying to complete the Pokedex, yeah. Yeah, which is, like, a which side is, thing.
1: Okay. Um, and then the Runes of is Alpha it, themselves. Cause like,
0: it, because, like, doesn't every Pokemon professor tell you to complete the Pokedex? Isn't that your main goal of every game?
1: Eh, not really. I mean, the main focus of the goal is just to be the champion. But, I mean, when you do complete the Pokedex, um, the best thing that happens is that, um, the professor will be like oh you caught, you caught them all congratulations whatever and then um if you go to like um there's like a little sprite where it has where there's like the development team and stuff like that like every every game essentially has this where if you go to um the lead game designer and with a complete pokédex he'll typically give you a certificate saying you know oh congratulations you completed the pokédex um Mm-hmm. which it's not essential, but it is kind of a neat little um it's it's a neat little something I suppose that would be kind of a secret in itself if you don't really check and check out that kind of stuff if your main focus is just to you know get through the game as quickly as you can and just build up a really good team, you probably aren't going to notice it
2: since, but um yeah uh since I think gen three or four I forget when but since gen three or four when you get that certificate. Your chance of running into a shiny, I think, is doubled.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, that. Which, too, by the oh, way, it's it's your your chance.
2: Yeah, your chance of running into a shiny is still stupid low.
1: Yeah. But... It's it's better at least, and that's also another thing that came out in uh, second generation was shiny Pokemon. And the funny thing about it is, um, I don't know um, if anybody knows about the backstory about it, but the, the first shinies that ever came in, um, they were not made with the intention for them to actually have been shiny, they were actually, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when they were color coding, um, all the sprites, um, the, the shinies were actually, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it has something to do with the way that they orientate the colors for their palette, but it was, uh, the way that those were designed were never yeah, they really were like, intended to be, they like, were
2: like palette shifted.
1: Yeah, exactly. But like, um, it was to make it so that it would be very, it would be a little bit easier for them to, to colorize the sprites when they were making, um, the intended colors. And, um, yeah, that's probably largely the reason why so many of those Pokemon that are shiny are all green. Like for example, green Espeon, green Stantler, green Ursaring, green Smear, like there's yep. a ton of green sprites. And it was largely for that reason, uh, that underlying reason why those shinies were that color. Um, but then later on in the games, they they actually gave them the intended like cooler colors. Like for example, a black Reninja, um, red oh, Gyarados. Red Gyarados is also like yeah. Red Gyarados
2: is part of the part of the uh, plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So here's a here's a fun little pro tip. I don't know if you play if you play the uh, old if you play the old ones lately more yeah oh oh, i know what you're gonna say oh yes. yeah so uh if you if you mix up what the nickname of the pokemon and by mix it you have to mix it up in a certain way so like the easiest example is uh Drill. if you Mm -hmm. if you have a Mm -hmm. Drill and you name it drill b it fucks up the color it fucks up the colors on the uh Drill, so it looks different colors Oh my god, that
1: is so cool. I love it.
2: (laughs) So, like with a Pikachu, you have to name it like Chupika.
1: Oh my god. I also. Chupika? um, Oh man, that sounds
0: like a mountain.
2: What? This
1: also.
0: Oh, sorry, yeah. Chupika sounds like the name of a mountain. Yeah. It could be. (laughs) Like Machu Picchu? (laughs) <laughs> too, too yeah. A
1: Anyways, yeah. Also, another thing that uh, also could determine whether or not your Pokemon is shiny. Um, now, this is really cool. Apparently, it's linked to um, I can't remember what they were called. They weren't called IVs and EVs. I believe they were called DVs in Generation 1. So, if you had the right orientation of DVs um you know um uh, for for a specific uh, pokemon whatever it happens to be and you trade it over from uh from the older games into uh gold and silver they would have a 100% chance of being shiny if they had the specific stats to line up with that which i thought was really really cool and i didn't actually realize that in second gen um shinies were specific you know, were actually um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they, were de- they were predetermined by the stats of the Pokemon. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. And then we could also go into, like, the Ruins of Valve. Like, how, uh, how the only way that you would actually be able to um, discover any kinds of unknowns in, um, in the Unknown Ruins was by actually completing um, at least one fossil puzzle. But the more that you complete the more letters actually show up. So all the, you can ultimately uh, get all the different variations of unknowns if you're able to complete all the puzzles. And in order to get all of those puzzles solved, you have to be able to locate them all through all the various different corridors and whatever and all these secret entrances that are made available to you as you progress further in into the game and get more HMs, for example, Surf and Strength, the works. Um, yeah, and as far as like... Uh, uh, secrets Go. I guess Iceborne is a good example of it. Like some like some of the rare endemic life. Those are good examples of like secret little goodies um, and treats.
0: I mean I wouldn't really call them easter eggs or, or that kind of thing. They're rare, yes mm-hmm. and they're intended to be rare. Yeah. But they're also specifically called out, not just trophies but, um, some of them are specifically called out by the endemic researchers themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the coral, uh, the coral Highlands has the, the Dapper Bird, the Dapper Coral Bird. Ah, uh, yeah. There's, oh, okay. a, there's an actual quest to get that. Um,
1: That's not the they, Blue Diva, yeah. is it?
0: No, not the Blue Diva. But the Blue Diva is a trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is specifically called out in the achievements for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like, because that, t- that tends to get towards, like... To me, that tends to get towards, like, completion. Like, if you want to get a Platinum in Iceborne, or, you know, 100% Achievement on Xbox, the equivalent, um, you have to find the Coral Diva. You have to find the Night Moon Metal. You have to mm-hmm. find... Um, I don't remember the name of the fish, but the fish. It's basically an um, Oarfish. I believe
1: it's called the Petrocanth. That's the one that's, like, all, like, black with, like, the blue flecks and stuff like that. The fossil one.
0: Or do uh, you think of base, the Sea Lord's Crest? That
1: is crest.
0: from the base game. Sea yeah, Lord's yeah. Crest. Uh, the Sea Lord's Crest, um, I think, is an Iceborne? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, the The Petricanth is is from base game. There mm-hmm. was rare endemic life in ba- base game, including the mm-hmm. uh, the Downy Cakes, Crakes, and the Bristly Crakes. Um, which, uh... <laughs> it was kind of funny. Yesterday, we were on the Discord Morgan. and you were wondering about the treasures yeah um the treasures are part of the paw swap system have you never done the paw swap no i haven't i i need to get farther in uh
1: with the relations with all the uh the different um oh what are they called okay so yeah, the grimalkins and to, such
0: the, yeah all the linian tribes yeah the Linneans, um, yeah um what you need to do is you you get their their stuff up and eventually there will be like a little diamond above a paw symbol. You can actually um, you can actually fly to that symbol and you actually, like as a point just select it on the map, you will fly to that symbol and you give them items potions or whatnot, and the various, there's three uh, members of the tribe there who will be excited over the items or not excited, but um if you get them enough excited items, they will give you a hint towards where a treasure location is. And as you find more and more treasures, you get more and more stuff. It eventually ends in stuff like decorations or that kind of stuff. But they also, because it's a paw swap, they'll say, oh, like oh, I really want that mega potion. And he'll be like, gimme, 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 like one of the Grimalkans or something. Um, he will swap an item with you at random. And sometimes they are the rare endemic life. <gasps> like I have seven bristly crakes because of that in the rotten veil. Oh, that
1: is so cool. Oh, so, I never
0: knew that. Well, there you go. I guess that- <laughs> I wouldn't really like the problem is like this is kind of like a floaty definition that we have because if you want to talk about completionist, you have to do that to get the trophies. Like you have uh, to do okay. the paw swabs. Yeah, you have okay. to do all ten treasures. You have to do all the endemic life. Um, I don't think I've got a night moon nettle off of trading in the Horfrost Reach, but um, there's stuff like that. Now, I would I would say that there's some cool Easter eggs that you can see if you follow the um, the Linarian uh, Linne- 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 researcher you say, a, guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to see a boa boa without its mask, frightening, but possible because of that 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 chain of events.
1: Oh wow! Okay, that is really awesome. Oh, there is actually one, um, uh, type of endemic life that actually I was completely unaware of, and it actually is completely irrelevant to like the trophy hunting and the completionism one. The woodland mm-hmm. Terex? Now, I know that there is um, a task set for you to catch at least one of them, I believe, but there is, like, we're not sure, Um, I actually saw this and a friend of mine had it. Now, normally they have, like, maybe a purplishly, uh, like a purpley blue tail feathers, right? He found one Mm -hmm. that had red ones. We're not, yeah, sure. there's, yeah, there's, we're, yeah, we're not sure if it was like a subspecies, or if it was like the female equivalent, or if it was a male. Like, we have no idea why it was different from all the rest of them.
0: There's two kinds of woodland terryx, also part of the endemic life's chain. Go! They'll tell you to catch, catch a gold crowned one.
1: Okay, so is it like relevant to the size of it, or is it like, it just happens to come in those two different types?
0: They tell you where to be and when. And that's the highest chance. Just like with the um, the giant wet fish that you have to do. It's like um, we you, like the the fishing quest thing is like you have to be during the day during a thunder like a, during a sandstorm in the wildfire waste. You can mm-hmm. find this sh, this fish at its biggest size. Like those are actual like chains that are specifically called out in the games.
1: Yeah, I have I have no idea how to complete those. They're so. Hard, like they almost actually. I don't think they ever really showed up, but I was I was pretty impressed with myself when I found a I believe it was a great golden fry. I I could not believe that I actually got one of those, and it was massive. It was huge, mm. but I I don't know if like they count as the gold crown, like the great ones, or if or no, if they it's don't. Just, they're, they're, no. their own,
0: they're their own category. Damn it all! And I don't. Ugh. I don't think they have I don't think they have crowns too. I think the great ones don't have crowns.
1: Okay, well, I'm just gonna have to keep going at it, I guess, until I finally get like uh, the gold crown ones. But yeah, um, I guess another like little secret thing would be like in the Horror Frost Reach. Like you know how, uh, in order to be able to get the Wintermoon Nettle, you have to climb the mountain, and then there's like the Ninja Gaiden wall jump thing that you'd normally have to do in order to be able to get up into that area where there's that, um, yep. air vent or whatever. Well, I learned through some friends and I, pre- I'm assuming, if, I could, if my memory serves me correctly, I believe it was you and Ace Badger Gaming, I believe that you guys told me this. Um, yeah, if you have the glider mantle and you just This go was Darth. And- oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, it was Darth. Yeah. Um, if you go into like, a, if you just walk over to like this little ledge or whatever it is, rather than going to mm-hmm. the area where there's a, the ninja gaiden jumping, whatever it is, and if you have the glider mantle on, you can jump off a cliff. If you look directly up, there's a um, a wedge beetle. You can latch onto that while you're floating midair, and you can just circumvent the whole puzzle. You could just go past it. Yep. I was like, wow, that is just so convenient. I didn't even know that was a thing. What an amazing shortcut.
0: I would say if they hadn't called it out specifically um, recently in the, li- well, actually, you know what? No, I would I would still count these as Easter eggs. Yeah. Because they're not they're not required for anything. They're not required for any trophy. They're just there as an accomplishment you can do. Mm-hmm. Is one, uh, the shed skin of Kushala Deora is in the Horror to Reach. Yes. Um, I think that's a good Easter egg, um, and it's been it's an old Easter egg too because the old games had Kushala Deora's uh, skins yes um <gasps>
1: another good example of an Easter egg well I don't know if this counts as an Easter egg uh the skeleton of della major as the rotten veil Does no that really that's, count?
0: that's definitely an Easter egg because yeah no that is not called out in any specific way mm-hmm and I believe there was also
1: um, like yeah, that's also like an implied hint towards uh, the the thing. Also with like those acid pools that are like bright blue that burn you the same way the Dolomadura had. And I believe there was also one of those meteorites down in like the deepest well, his, area his where skull, yeah, um, yeah, like those, those that crazy hot stone where uh, what is it? Well, what's his name? Odigeron, um usually goes down to to nest. Um, yeah, if you go past, like, some rotting decay or whatever, there's, like, a little secret little uh, hub behind his nest where you can pick up that rock, which happens to also be, like, one of... which is a callback to those um, crazy meteorites that come crashing down on you when you're fighting the Dalamadura, which I thought
0: was really, really... you awesome. lumps of meat? Because that's... That, back there's lumps of meat, not... Oh!
1: Is it lumps of meat back there? Oh, um, wait! Oh, yeah. is it in the main area where Odegaron is that uh, you can find the uh, stone? Or... Where am I thinking?
0: I don't know. It's I honestly don't know what you're talking about with the stone. Oh, because um, oh wait, no, I
1: can't remember if it was an environmental trap or if it was something you could actually pick up. It's been a, it's been way too long since I've last like dealt with that. But um, yeah, I do remember it being a thing where it, it was either like an explosive environmental. Oh, it was an environmental hazard because yeah, if Oda gets caught in the blast, he starts burning and he does and he takes damage. Kind of like um, how there are those poison caps where if you trigger those, um, they deal poison damage. Same thing happens with that uh, exploding rock. I completely forgot
0: about that. I, I, I have no recollection of what you're talking about. It, it, is still in the it's still it's foggy battle, right? memory,
1: but you know what? I'm gonna probably go back and do some uh, Otogaron hunts, and I'll uh, I'll put the footage on Twitter. But yeah, just, I remember that we being just, a thing.
0: Uh... We just finished uh, Ebony Odo in crown hunting this week. I've only got the silver one. Hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. Gold, small and large. I'm telling you, Morg, we've been we've been hard crown hunting. We're down to Velcana. Like, if you go straight down the list, we're down to Velcana. Dagnabbit. Oh, you guys are already so um, far. Um... I, another eas- Easter egg I was gonna say is you can get a picture of Zenogar howling at the moon. Um, I don't know what map. I think it's the Guiding Lands. You can do it, but I- I'm not sure. But you there's a there's a, an Easter egg to find Zenogar howling at the moon. Like it's a special animation. Oh, that's um, so cool. They sort of they sort of call out. Um, uh, that. That was a, was a lot of, a lot of monster hunter talk, but yeah I, I think really there's only a few Easter eggs in the game that sort of call back to other things. There's not really a lot like I, I don't think the endemic life I would really count as like those kind of secrets only because they specifically call them out in both trophies and quest lines um, for most of them. Um, I can't think of anything that is particularly rare that isn't specifically called out already. Like uh, the coral bird, the the crakes, the um, was the, the uh,
1: well, oh, yeah. I suppose the winter nettle does count because if you if you look through yeah, your achievements, ninth... yeah, it will say you know look for it. Yep. Uh, that's mm-hmm. another really good example of. Uh, some, hmm, I can't really think of well, any right off the top of my top of my Pan, head.
0: Did you, Did you have another? Uh, one to talk about I actually Did thought of a few about? while you
2: guys were talking, which mm-hmm. I, um, so uh, well one a uh, 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 little bit of a correction with the Pokemon thing. I misremembered it because I haven't played that Pokemon game in like almost 20 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but uh, the the whole Pokemon nickname thing it's when you port the Pokemon from the old game over to Pokemon Stadium, uh, that's when the color shift like their color shifted on Pokemon Stadium.
1: Oh, that's so cool.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I, w- I was slightly misremembering it, but that's that's where the color shift was. So listeners, don't get all on your keyboards in the Discord at me. I fixed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, fact check me, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't mind being wrong. As long as you get the information out there, please tell me that the Dalamadura meteorite is somewhere in the Odegaran nest.
2: Please
1: tell me. Let me know, because I really would love to know for sure.
2: On the on the subject of uh, the Rotten Veil being like the corpse of a Dalam, uh, I always thought it was Dalameter, not Dalamadure, whatever.
0: Yeah, I've always I've, I've said Delameter myself. Okay, it's okay,
2: whatever. So uh, of it being the corpse of a of a giant snaky Dargon thing, um, uh, as much as I really 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 hate fighting Nakarkos. Why isn't Nakarkos in there? Mm
0: hmm. It would make. um. Well, I mean, like, it, it's. It, it's it would be animal. a special arena thing. Nakarkos? Uh,
2: like, why don't we have a Nakarkos fight in the Rotten Vale somehow? I um, could
0: see them doing that. The, you know what they did for the guy. Well, you probably didn't know this, Pan, but they did some sort of like. Hey, look at this wall. It gets busted down by Rajong. Now we have. Um, now we have the volcanic region in the Guiding Land. Yeah. I, I could see them doing that. Or... With the Rotten Veil. And then it opening up to this giant cesspool of where everything collected. And that's where Narkarkos is. Yeah. I don't think they're going to. Because Narkarkos... Unfortunately, it's like... Even though Generations was supposed to be like a celebration of Monster Hunter, it really gets treated like the the, the redheaded stepchild of the series at this point. I, like it, really- I, I don't
2: understand that. I love Generations. I just I really hated the Nakarkos fight. I never knew what I was supposed to be doing.
1: Oh, it was um, so fun! I loved fighting that thing. There were so many different gunner builds that were so good for it, especially the artillery build that I made, which. Uh, I'm not going to take credit for inventing it, like, at a time when World was out and before Iceborne, when I came up with the idea of going rapid fire load up and ammo saver with artillery skills on it, and then just going rapid fire crag. I'm not going to claim that I invented the build. But it was a really fun one for being able to um, subvert all that defensive structure that Nakarkos had on like the bone armor that it had. And it broke so many parts on it. It was ridiculous.
0: Well, when you're normally supposed to fight it not circumventing its defenses through janky builds, um, <laughs> you're supposed to take down the tentacles pan and then when it's exposed, um, attack its face, even though if it's damaging to you. Um, cause once it's tentacles are taken down, it sort of opens up a bit more.
1: Yeah. And he, when you do, um, take down the tentacles, he does fall over and then, um, there's a soft fleshy mm. bit on the top of its back that you'll have access to. It's kind of like pearlescent kind of like, uh, kind of like the inside of like a, like a clam or oyster shell. Like, you know how it kind of has like those funky rainbow colors. If you strike that spot, it, it's one of its weak points. So you can do a lot of damage by yep. hitting those. Um, you can also plant bombs on him when you stun him. And he like goes... Aah! It's this dramatic Aah! thing where and then he falls over and then you can climb up his body and then drop uh, these uh, anti-dragon bombs on his back or whatever and deal extra damage, which is really nice. Um, you can also use the ballistas if you really need to i mean like the shinies that drop off of that guy like he's constantly throwing ballistic ammo at you so you can always use those if you need extra damage not sure how much it does but it's pretty useful
0: yeah it can break some of the parts Mm -hmm. if you're diligent enough with it yeah um yeah i don't i don't understand why generations gets that i guess because it had styles and arts I guess a lot of people are just like, oh, that's so not Monster Hunter. I'm like, yeah, sure. It's not traditional Monster Hunter, but then what is traditional Monster Hunter anymore with
2: oh, <laughs> <the> World? Man. <laughs> I really I really like the styles I mean, and arts, and uh, I liked it.
1: I did too. Oh my god, it was so fun. Like, the amount of, like, uh, the, the customization in that game, the amount of different variations for your builds, the... the it really expanded the amount of play that you had with it like it's like well what what would happen if I played this way with a heavy bullgun as instead of like this way with a heavy bullgun how is it going to impact the fight with this particular monster is it gonna make it easier is it gonna make it harder you know like it it really opens up all the different matchups that you have with different monsters some of them were very jank and others were like stupidly broken but um, I mean all around it was really really fun like it was in a fantastic game and um i think in in a lot of instances it it really provided a lot of opportunities to really open up um different uh variations for like whether you wanted to play a dps build whether you wanted to play as a tank build whether you wanted to play as a support unit um you had a lot of options in that game and it kind of I don't know what it is about it, but it kind of has sort of a D&D-esque kind of feel to it where you kind of can like just make the builds that you want, um, especially with alchemy. Like, oh my god, I never thought that you could play alchemy heavy bow gun until I decided, hey, what if I use the Laoshan cannon, which has no crouching fire, so striker style, great option but alchemy even more fun it's like okay i can just give all my teammates buffs by going for speed eating wide range maxed out uh herbologist you know like all all the support skills i just put all into one set no attacking skills at all and i would go online and people would be like what the hell are you running and i would go in there and be like you'll see you'll see and so then everybody was going like oh my god this guy has been staying in like sp mode the entire fight and i would like never dropped out of it because i would be constantly using alchemy bullets the whole time using all my skills to just make more and it would nobody died it was just perfect and i was just giving everybody buffs with like might seeds and adamant like um sorry uh there's adamant seed might seed which is pretty much the same thing and then there's the defensive one yeah, it was just no, insane.
0: No, seed is the defensive one, and then might seed's the attack. Yeah, yeah, like You're it, right,
1: yeah, like I was, I was literally just popping pills and just boosting the team. I didn't have to worry about my DPS going down because I was constantly shooting the monster, and I had access to all the elements. So that set was so versatile. Like I could bring it to any fight, and nobody would be in any trouble at all whatsoever.
0: Oh, good times. Um. Not to continue on this, this deep sidetrack, but um, the one other good point about Generations is that if the monster wasn't in the game, there was an item to get parts from that monster to craft stuff. Mm-hmm. For example, you, there wasn't a Seatis in the game, but you could make Seatis weapons. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the armor, that's true.
0: Yeah, like... The most, almost every monster up in the game up to that point in some way was represented or acknowledged. Yep. Um,
1: Same with for you, wh- where wh- you could like trade materials with that um, uh, Wycoon guy, whatever his name. To is. a lesser
0: ex- Yeah. To a much lesser extent, but yes. Yeah. Um, the the uh, pan the biggest one that I always was like, why is it not here? Is Narsilla in the Rotten Vale? i always felt a spider worked very well in that in that environment i miss i i
2: do miss nursilla
0: Mm -hmm. i miss a
1: lot of the insects they were so fun
0: I miss him just webbing to the moon and flying onto you. Yeah. That's, that's how I explained it yeah. he webbed to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. When he was <laughs> like he spin silk it. and
1: it would just be like in the air for some
0: strange reason. I'm like, it would just attach to the top of the sky box. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, there is no ceiling.
1: <laughs> what is he attached to?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it was the moon. It was the moon every time. Um, so yeah, uh, okay. So one of the one of the games that I was going to talk about for like um, Easter eggs and secret, and they actually took this a step further and actually made them Easter eggs a lot of the time was Banjo Kazooie, the original one. Oh. Mm. Um, did, did you ever guys play this? I, I I don't know if we talked about it too much on the show, but um, Banjo Kazooie was a big game for me in the sixty four days. I, I think we did talk about it
2: on Platformer Day when we talked about yeah. platformers ages ago.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's there's literal Easter eggs in the game um, where if you go to Treasure Trove Cove after you got all the jiggies, there was this island that you could make rise up, and inside of that island was a literal Easter egg that had, like, nothing to do. It was just a big egg with a question mark in it. Um, the same thing, there's an Easter Egg and another level. I can't remember the other level. There was two of them. And then there was the Ice Key, which is actually very easy to find. It's very visible inside of um, Freeze Easy Peak. Um, you could go into the Walrus's Lair and just look at it. You could actually just like jump up on this window and just like go into like look mode. And there's just this key behind a glass door. And you're like, why is it here? And actually, they used... Both eggs and the key later on in Banjo Tooie to unlock other secrets in the game. Um, uh. I don't remember what those were, but like those, those were like true like game Easter eggs. And uh, one of them you had to unlock but with a secret code, which gave you no indication till you did it right in the the sort of like there's a there's a puzzle and for one of the jiggies in tre- uh, Treasure Trove Cove where you have to slam. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie spelled out on the wall to get the jiggy. Um, like, it, there's... Like, on the floor tiles, you had to do the bird slam on each letter to spell Banjo-Kazooie. But if you do, like... I don't remember what the code is, but if you do... it Like, there's different codes. They tell you to give you, like, infinite feathers. Infinite, you know, eggs. Or or it's 99, one of the two. Um, but, like, you... <laughs> you go to... Um, do this secret code or whatever and that's I think that's what it, either raises the island or opens it up so you can go see the egg um but you can just see these like you can't do anything with these items um but they actually ended up using them later on you could go back to these worlds in Banjo-Tooie and oh. look at them or get them for some use whatever they were used in Banjo-Tooie um that's the other big easter egg stuff that I was gonna talk about cause like they're there and i like those those things like drove me nuts when i was a kid cuz like they, what do they do why are they here what like how do i get to it what's it used for and there was like uh, if you guys remember sites like i don't know cheatcc.com and happypuppy.com like all the all the all the forums in those days were like fake secrets like oh if you get the key by doing this it opens up the secret level and like <laughs> crazy oh, wow. stuff like that um yeah like the false secrets that, that people used to do um so more. do you have an so you just had monster hunter and um what was the other one? Sorry.
1: Well, I do have like a potential, Pokemon. like I do have a potential candidate for one, but I'm not sure because it's kind of iffy. Um, even like recommending it. Um, in Majora's Mask, um, there's a mask that you can get called the Fierce Deity Mask. Now, oh the yeah. The only way that you mm. can get it, uh, and it's not essential for. No, no, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, it, it, this this counts. It, it, it,
1: yeah, yeah, I wasn't okay. sure, because, like, you know, in order to get the Fierce Deity Mask, you have to talk to all the kids that are on the moon, and you have to have all the non-essential masks in order to be able to get the Fierce Deity Mask, so you have to trade all of the masks that you collected in the game, all of them, except for, I believe there's three essential ones, they're the Goron, uh, the Zora, and the Deku. Those ones you have, you can yeah they're mandatory yeah you have, you have to, to, to have it, those
2: ones but yeah every other mask because like
1: every other mask
2: yeah like uh, I forget how many masks there are but like if you divide the masks by four that's how many like you have to give each kid and then when you give like the fourth kid all the masks he wants then they all give you the fierce deity mask
1: exactly yeah and like the fierce deity mask it makes the fight super easy at yeah, the yeah it's so it's stupid not an easy. Essential. Yeah, but it's not an essential one. But if you're able to get through the game and you complete it like to the max before you even fight Majora at the very end, like, oh my god, it really saves your bacon in the very end. It's fantastic. Um, hmm. yeah. Like it's just, oh my gosh, um.
0: Oh, another. is not a Zelda yeah. game I played. Yeah.
1: Oh, and this was another one that I didn't realize. Uh, for an Easter egg, I had no idea that you could dig outside of people's houses in Gen One. Yeah. I had no idea. What are you, ta- what, are really you talking because-
2: what are you talking about? What are you talking about?
1: Well, apparently, if you if you're in like say the rocket high... well, anywhere that you could use a um, an escape rope. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! You didn't know you
2: could, you didn't know you could use dig instead of escape ropes. I had no
1: idea. Oh my this, god! This, this was insane. I thought it was exclusively for caves, bro. But no, no, you can go, you can escape almost any area. One, well,
2: That's hilarious like, like, dig to think about. A, you d- digging your way I, out
1: of a I, casino. I, I had no idea. I it was—it was so weird. It's like, oh, Rocket Hideout. Yeah, I'll just dig. It's like, where are you digging this hole out? Like that, you could just like magic your way out of like this, you know, secret underground base where like you know this gambling casino just happens to be the front for like an evil organization. I'm like, this is insane, and I had no idea of this until I watched a speedrun where a guy completed Red Version in an hour and forty two minutes. Where he went to specific Pokemon centers um, just so that, that way he could get like record times with this. And it was really funny because he went to a specific Pokemon center, just goes and does his things or whatever. Oh, and another thing that I didn't realize if you get the Poke Doll, you don't need the Sylph Scope in order to be able to progress through the tower, the Pokemon Tower. I didn't know that. Long at, you don't need the Sylph Scope in order to be able to face um, the Marowak Mom. As long as you have a polka doll that you can give to her, you can completely bypass the whole um, Silphco thing, whatever. Well, you don't need the the Scope, So, yeah, I think you still need to go to Silphco. Yeah, you still need to go to Silphco. But you don't need to do, like, uh, the, uh, the Rocket Hideout. You can just completely bypass it altogether.
2: Neat. I didn't
0: know that. It, um, I didn't know this either, but it was when, just crazy. When you talk about like Pokemon Easter eggs, I mean, like the one that always that always stood out to me was Missing No. Like that one. Oh yeah. Yes. Like I don't. That one was so prevalent.
2: Yeah, everybody knows Missing No. Right.
0: Oh,
1: and like the infinite uh, I, item glitch that comes with getting Missing No. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that one, yeah. That one was really janky. Oh.
0: I guess um, I only messed with it to try to get Mew, which was the rumors back there. In the day.
2: So, oh, I remember several years, several years ago, someone did find a way to get Mew. Um, hang on, I'm looking it up mm-hmm. now.
1: I know exactly how to get Mew. I always get Mew every single time in Cerulean City. It is so easy, and it's so good. The Abra teleportation glitch. It is so amazing. As long as you don't fight that guy. Like, what you do is you just... You go across the bridge. You complete the uh, the gold nugget thing. Whatever it is. And then you go west. And then just south of you, there's a guy below you. If you time it just right, you go down to the tile where he is. You press your start button. And as long as you have a me- um, an Abra in your team, and you teleport back to... Um, uh, Cerulean City. That guy will see you. He'll have the exclamation mark where he's like, "I want to battle you!" But then you'll teleport back to uh, the Pokemon Center. Your um, mm-hmm. your controls will not work except for your uh, your movement. So then, what'll happen is, uh, what you have to do is then you have to go all the way back up to um, Nugget Bridge, and then you fight a guy with a Slowpoke. But what you have to do is you have to let you have to get his exclamation mark, and he has to walk towards you, and then you get your controls back, your A, B buttons, and stuff like that. Um, once you beat him, you just you uh, you can choose to save at that point, whatever. But then what you have to do is you have to go back down to the bridge, and at the at the very entrance to the bridge, like where you first go up and you meet your rival Gary. Um, the uh, the dialogue box for the 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 rocket guy at the very end of the gold nugget bridge, the guy that you uh, that you beat at the very end, that text box will show up at the bottom. You press A, and then a wild Mew shows up. Yeah simple mm. as that almost like oh my god and then i realized wait i could get other pokemon this way too yep so then i ended up catching myself a gengar i caught a lapras i caught a Chansey. like it was just ridiculous all the different pokemon i got i think i got a rhyhorn at level seven from nugget bridge i was like oh my god this is great i could complete the pokedex this way
2: yep it's wonderful hmm
1: Oh my god, it's just so good. It has everything to do with, like, um, I don't know what it entails specifically, but it has something to do with, like, the Pokemon that you're fighting, and I think their level. Um, It it may be more in-depth than that, um, but yeah, it, it has everything to do with, like, the battles that you're in. So depending on who it is you're fighting and what Pokemon that they have available to you, that will determine what Pokemon shows up on Nugget Bridge. Which I thought was just really, really amazing. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. Um, There's also another place. I think it is in the Rocket Hideout where you can get the same glitch effect happening. Um, So there are two places where you can do it. I don't remember the second place for sure, but I know that you can get a Mew again if you fight uh, fight a guy that has a drowsy. Um... Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then uh, I believe I don't know if this really counts as um a um uh, as an Easter egg, but I suppose like friendship level evolutions, um, in accordance with um, no. Yeah, uh, I I the wasn't sure team. about no. this because I had no idea how they worked in in Gen two until I found out about until I like started experimenting with friendship levels. Like for example, they Probat, they tell
0: you how to do it. Oh, the the day day gear, the daycare people tell you how to do it. Yeah.
1: Oh, I had no idea.
0: Yeah. No idea. Easter Easter eggs are not things that you just didn't read.
2: Yeah, Mark. I'm sorry, I'm man. Sorry. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that there was well, <laughs> so that no, also like makes that two. also makes dig count. Like dig, yeah. like they they tell you how dig works, <laughs> man. I'm sorry.
1: But I didn't know that they worked in buildings, and I like. Uh, on top of that, I didn't know that. Uh, for example, what's a, what's another really good example of this? Oh yeah, I had no idea that the type of Hitmon that you got from Tyrogue, which also is an Easter egg, by the way. Tyrogue is an Easter egg. You have to get it from the Karate Man. You have to have a space in your party for it, and you have to be in. Where was it? Uh, if I can remember which ma- Okay, if I can find. it. I don't map think board. it
2: counts. It does. It doesn't count because you can also breed it from any of the Hitmons.
1: Yeah, but the really the only way that you could get a Tyrogue or any of the Hitmons in gold and silver without having to trade from like red, blue, or yellow, I believe it was here. Let me see if I can find it. It is okay, in Johto map. Oh, please just show me the
0: map. Why is it not showing? You, the map? you just beat a um, guy, and it oops, gives it that's, to you.
1: That's the Kanto region. Uh, where are you? Boop, 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 boop. I don't Why think is this it, is I don't injury. think so either, but uh, I don't think there's any stopping him, man. Uh, uh, where is it? Where's the map? Uh Mount Crescent. Uh, if you if you um if you have the the right TMs for it, uh, there's like a Okay, so it, when you're in front of Mount Crescent, you have two options to be able to get into it. One of them is just to go through the main cave uh just off of um uh, where is it? Ecritique City. Like, there's a there's a direct entrance into the cave. But, if you choose to go across the water, there's an island that you can go to where there's, like, three berry trees that produce two, three, three different apricots that you can't get anywhere else. There is another cave entrance in there, and you have to have surf and you have to have flash in order to be able to get through to it. And you also have to have strength. This is completely, um... Like, just off the beaten path, you can choose to get the Tyrogue, you know, at any point in the game, really, at, once you've got all the HMs that you need. Once you navigate through that that special secret hidden entrance, um, and this is really the only way that you can get it. Um, you use strength in certain areas where you have to push a couple of rocks, you have to go through a couple of, like, ladders or whatever, and you have to surf around, yada yada. You can run into a Karate Master, and he will give you the baby form for the Hitmons and what i didn't realize was yeah. that based upon the stats of the pokemon whether the attack is higher or the defense is higher or if they're equal that will determine what hitmon you get and this this was yep. at a time like before we had any guides and like before like you know third and fourth generations had the, the National uh, Pokédex explained it. Aside from detail. the
0: Prevalence Prima strategy guides that were in paperback. Yeah, I had paperback yeah.
2: strategy guides back then. Well, I, okay. God yeah. damn it! Well, um, I will say this. Uh, technically, I didn't because I missed out on Gen 2 entirely due to uh, Pokemon panic. And, like, I went, uh, there were several years where I wasn't allowed to own anything Pokemon. And then when Gen 3 came out, I convinced my mom to let me play Pokemon again. But that's a whole other story.
1: Oh, hell, yeah. Well, yeah. When I first got Pokemon uh, Gold and Silver, I was, like, eight years old, and I was still, like, figuring this stuff out, and I didn't have things like Nintendo Power or, like, the, um, um there's, like, those Prima. full- The Prima full guys. Thick, yeah, the Prima guys, and there's, like, those thick uh, magazines that you could get that were nintendo bait, you know, were, like, Nintendo-focused very heavily, where it was, like, the, the big thing was, like, Nintendo 64 and the Game Boy Color. I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. I always, I, I always I bought a Prima guide
2: this. when I, because uh, well, I, like, would have to save up my money and buy the Prima guide the, the, uh, allowance day after I bought the game, but I usually mm-hmm. bought a Prima guide.
0: Yeah, exactly. And remember yeah. when those used to come with pre-orders and GameStop? Holy cow! Yeah, my God, you guys are so lucky. I was impoverished.
1: Ah, uh, I had to figure a lot of this stuff out myself. Um. But yeah, um also yeah, more, y- really you cards. might have
2: been 8 years old but we did we totally did have like pokemon fan sites that had this back then. I'm sorry. You were just 8 years old and not allowed too. on the internet yet apparently.
1: Oh my god, we didn't even have internet. That's why I had to Oh my god, the can the, the internet didn't
2: get to Canada by like ni- by 1999. Uh,
1: no, we just were poor. That's that's my excuse.
2: Oh. Now I feel bad.
1: Oh, well. I'm gonna choose. To, I'm it? gonna
2: choose to believe. By the we you meant all of Canada.
1: Oh no, no, no! <laughs> Canadians had internet. It was just very limited. <laughs>
2: well, yeah. They had yeah, to wait in yeah. a queue we for it. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. I'm done. Um. So be- before we started recording, uh, Fortuan and I were making small talk about some of the the secrets we had in mind, and uh, one of the ones that I mentioned that was yeah. near and dear to my heart back in the day uh was colorful spyro. Uh so I pl- I played uh Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage mm-hmm. a lot uh when it was on PlayStation. And there was a button co- you could pause the game and punch in a button combination and it would change Spyro's color. And uh so I bought I got the Spyro Reignited Trilogy on the Switch basically right when it came out. Or shortly after it came out. Oh, it was a Christmas cool. present and I've I played the crap out of it and I'm I'm kind of done with it by now. And uh, at the time I got it, I went on GameFAQs, and I looked it up, and uh, there were no, like, different color Spyro cheats, so I assumed that they didn't exist. I was wrong! I looked it up uh, Mm. while y'all were talking earlier. Uh, There are totally uh, cheats to change Spyro's color in the Switch version. Yeah, so, uh, for example, if you pause the game, and then you go up, left, down, right, up, Y, R, Z, R, L, Z, L, up, right, down, left, up, down, Spyro will turn black, and he will be black for the rest of the game.
1: That is so badass. There's
2: a a couple other colors here. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy, and now I think I have to go replay Spyro so I can be, uh, like, uh yellow spyro or something. There's also uh a bunch of other cheats here. You can uh there's another code it that you can punch in and Spyro will have what is called rainbow shades, so I assume he has rainbow sunglasses. There's another one you mm-hmm. can type in that makes him two D which I'll bet that fucks with his hitbox nicely. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> so that's so awesome. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna have to go try these out.
0: I wonder if they do the old I wonder if they do the old 2D thing where it's like they just draw a two different 2D image at every angle.
2: Yeah, I just posted the link in the planning so hilarious. that Fortwan can look at all the different ones. Because I know he also has this game. Although, you'd have to reinstall it and delete like half half the games on your Switch to put it back on there.
0: That is... Yes, that is true. Um,
2: oh, I meant to tell you earlier, but then Morgan hopped on. Uh, if you still have Animal Crossing, uninstall that bad boy. That That's a... That is a memory hog.
0: Oh, I did. I,
1: it okay. is gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably um, going to do the same. I haven't played that game more than, like, three days worth. Yeah. I feel bad. No, I feel bad. so
2: I, I played it off and on from a, like, honestly, I played that game a ton during quarantine when my son was home, and I just had to, like, pick up, I just only had like snippets here and there to like pick up and play a game for a couple minutes and then put it down and go play with my son. But as soon as uh, he got back into daycare and I yeah. was able to like have free time and dive into hobbies again, I haven't touched it. So I haven't touched it since uh, early May. And then when, uh, when Harvest Moon yeah. came out uh, or Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town came out, I just uninstalled it. Cause I was like, well, Animal Crossing was scratching my Harvest Moon itch. Might as well go yeah, into exactly.
0: the okay. Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay. Speaking of Harvest Moon, though, I'm pulling a Morg here and just chaining one thought uh-huh. after the other.
1: I- Please mm-hmm. do. I'm, sor- I'm yeah. sorry, Morg.
2: It's it's, it's low hanging fruit to tease you, and I'm sorry, but it's also low hanging fruit. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. It's a Morg Okay.
2: Room. Uh, so
1: grab that juicy fruit. <laughs> It's gonna move ya. Juicy
2: fruit's only tasty for like 5 seconds though. Okay. Um <laughs> So speaking of uh Friends of Mineral Town, um this is true on the Game Boy Advance one and on the Switch one, there are uh hidden uh marriage candidates. And uh I'm I'm actually reset. Mm-hmm. I'm starting a new save in Friends of Mineral Town. Uh here soon, and I'm kind of debating on which mar- which one of the secret marriage candidates I will go for. But uh, the there are three, four secret marriage candidates, and I'm gonna pull up. I gotta pull up the site on them. One sec. Well, I'm gonna keep talking. I got I I gotta like let go of my push to talk button. One sec here.
0: Oh, I, I know that one of them is the um, Harvest Goddess. I know that one. Um, but I don't, I don't know the other ones.
2: Okay, so the, the four s- secret marriage candidates, there are, there is the gourmet, he's the guy who judges the food competitions, there is, what? yeah,
0: okay. by the way, have you
2: seen what he, so, have you seen what he looks like when you, like, win the harvest, the, the food competition?
0: No, cause I did terribly.
2: One second here, I'm gonna, I'm looking up his picture, cause it, he looks, he looks gorgeous when he is uh when he is eating something tasty.
0: I think I didn't even participate because I didn't have a kitchen by the time that festival came up.
2: There. That's what he looks like when you enter in a winning dish. Oh
0: Yes, I, I did see that an NPC caused that to
2: yep. happen. So that's what he looks like when he's when he's eating something delicious. He looks like the the blonde beautiful twink of your dreams. Otherwise LOL. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise he looks like here, Morg, do you know what this guy looks like? That's what he I, Yeah, I that's what he looks 20, like normally. So. He's he's this like
0: that is <coughs>
1: That's quite a lot of work done on him. Yeah,
2: he's he's like this fat dude with this goofy, like, toothless grin uh, in what I can only describe as a steampunk bug outfit. Yeah. So, that's, yeah.
0: That's an apt So the gourmet,
2: uh, Bon Vivant is his name. He is one of the secret marriage candidates. There is the Kappa... Uh, the Kappa is a water spirit uh, god of the lake, and he looks like an Emo DuckTales character. Mm-hmm. There is the Harvest Goddess. She looks like the Fairy Godmother. Yeah. And then there is Huang. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay, this, the, the, uh, the extra special shop guy. Yeah,
2: yeah, Huang is, for li- dear listeners, Huang is the, uh, the Chinese, uh, merchant who's, like, constantly trying to sell you those bullshit apples. So, anyways, mm-hmm. uh.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah,
2: um, oh yeah, and here I'll, I'll send in a picture of the Harvest Goddess for Morgue's sake. So the, uh, the Harvest Goddess and Kappa are probably the hardest ones to, uh, marry. So, uh, they, they both okay. have very similar requirements. Um, you have to be in year five. Um, oh. and, uh, okay. you,
0: when you. Is it year five you, or later? Or year five, five or, or later, my bad.
2: Year five or later, um. Okay. When you give like gifts to the Harvest Goddess, and she's like, Oh, you've given me so many gifts, I'm going to grant you a wish. Is there someone special in your life? And then you pick like any one of the marriage candidates. When she does that, you have to pick the Harvest Goddess or the Kappa. If you do not pick the Harvest Goddess, then you can never marry the Harvest Goddess. If you do not pick the Kappa, you can never marry the Kappa. But whichever person you pick, she will like increase their affection for you by just a little bit. So yeah.
1: Now that's cool. Yeah, so
2: you have to do that. Yeah, twenty gifts to the harvest goddess, and then she will ask you who your who your love interest is, and you have to select either the harvest goddess or the kappa if you're going for one of them. You have to be in year five or later. You have to ship one of every shippable item. You have to catch really? every fish in the okay. game. Which actually that's not that hard. You have
0: Yeah, the fish variety is. Yeah, there's pretty only low. I think there's
2: only like fifty or sixty fish. It's not that hard. It's really not. Uh, you have to find all of the, the items in the mine. So uh, that's not only like one of every gem, which you would have found when you have to ship one of every item. But there's also like special statues uh, in the mines that you can just randomly dig up. Uh, there is, after year three, at the very bottom level of, the, spri- of the, the mine that's only open in the winter, there is a teleportation stone. Mm-hmm but it's only there after year 3. So you have to have the teleportation stone, you have to have all the statues, you have to have all of the uh, goddess jewels, or the kappa jewels, whichever one. Um, actually you have to have both, sorry, I have to have all the goddess jewels and all the kappa jewels that you can dig up in the mine. You have to have all the cursed items that you dig up in the mine. Uh, so you have to find all the items in the mines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to, uh, become friends with the, pre- the town priest. And you have to go to his confessional and at his confessional, he will randomly ask you what your sin is. And then there's different sins you can choose. Anyways, randomly during his confessional on Wednesdays, uh, Mondays or Wednesdays uh, is when he held confession. So on one of his random confession days, he will ask you, what is your sin? You have to say, I'm in love with the goddess or I am in love with the kappa. And if you are friends enough with the priest, mm. he will say, uh, it's only natural to, to love the deity, to love God, uh, you have my blessing. Or he's like, oh, you're so stupid for falling in love with an unobtainable goal. And huh. you, have to ca- you have to gather all nine goddess jewels, or, or all nine kappa jewels, whichever one you're going after. Which, those are super nifty items. Yeah. If you get all nine goddess jewels, you get this item that just recharges your energy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a, okay. It's a super nifty item. That seems like a good thing. Instead of going yeah. to the hot spring, yeah. you know. Or
2: you can wear use it in the hot spring and it goes twice as fast. Okay. Nice. And then, after all that, you throw a blue feather into the goddess's, like clear into the goddess's uh river or you throw a blue feather into the capis pond and uh they will i they will either accept or reject you if you have fulfilled all the other requirements
1: this is incredibly okay.
2: extensive
0: oh my god yeah <laughs> um now in a similar vein and I'm not sure how you do it but I know that my um, good friend, his his son, has done it. Uh, in Fire Emblem Three Houses, you can marry the goddess.
2: I've never played Three Houses.
0: Um, I keep meaning to. So there's, um, so there's a goddess that sort of like as part of the story, like eh, halfway through, maybe, um, sort of merges with you and you become like this chosen being of the goddess, um then she's no longer in the game. But if you did things a certain way, you can eventually marry her. Um, Which is different because, like, it's basically the only way to keep in contact with her through the second half of the game as well. Like, she goes silent halfway through the game. Um, And I guess you just keep having her as a dating option. Of course... When you marry someone in the game, um, I, don't, I don't... Pan, we talked about this quite a bit when we talked about Fire Emblem before, but, um, yeah, it's just sort of like a, an epi- a different epilogue yep. at the end for you. And so-and-so and so-and-so lived happily ever after. Kind of deal. And I was like, Ah, okay. <laughs> so I ended up marrying uh, Mercedes in my save. So, there we go. And we helped people and we did charity for the rest of our lives. That was that was my ending. <laughs> um, I, I don't have a lot... Well, oh, I do have one more set of Easter eggs. They're they're uh, a combination of both uh, Doom Eternal and, and Doom 2016, and they're, they're small ones, but... Um, in Doom 2016, you can find, again, Commander Keen's helmet on a skull. Oof. Um just randomly sitting in one of the levels Uh, and then also there is a burned up corpse that has the iron helmet from Skyrim and an arrow in his knee uh, in one of the maps as well so there's that long running meme slash joke um, (laughs) represented in Doom 2016 and um, Doom Eternal has references to the dork fish uh, and a lot of secrets Um, I think I found him three different times uh, in my playing of the game. And I don't know if you guys are familiar, but the dork fish was uh, another Commander Keen-esque thing um, from id. Just like a buck-toothed fish that looks goofy with different sized eyes. And you, you actually, one of the secrets, you blow it up for an extra life one time. And then another one, it's like, it's frozen in ice one of the other times. Um... But yeah, that's that's all that's all I could think of as like easter eggs today. Um Pan yeah. did you have any more? Um
2: hang on, there was one. It's God, it was in my mind and it's slipping away. It, it might be gone. Hang on. Oh, I remember now. It's another Harvest Moon one. Harvest Moon 64. <laughs> it's not so much an easter egg as a glitch that I just love exploring exploiting. Um well, in Harvest Moon 64 You've got all your typical marriage candidates and stuff. Uh, One of the marriage candidates, Karen, uh, if you show your dog to her like Uh 500 times, it will just like she gets like plus two affection points to you every time you show her your dog. So if you just like go to the bar where she works at night, and because time doesn't pass when you're inside, and you just spam the you trap her in a corner and spam the A button over and over and over. Uh, like five hundred times, she'll fall in love with you, and you can get her falling in love with you in like, with like, twenty minutes of work, and no in-game time passes.
0: Jeez,
1: oh my god.
2: Um. So yeah, I I, I exploited that uh, when I did my like mega playthrough of Harvest Moon sixty four. That's all. Um. Okay. I
1: wanted to include Call of Cthulhu, but the problem with it is, is if you have, like, the right stat build for your character, if you invest a lot into Investigation, and you focus on a lot of Intelligence-based skills, rather than through Strength, pretty much everything, like, just becomes available to you. Like, you just know where everything is. It's just not fair. So, I couldn't, like, use, like, the example of, um, when you first fight the Dimensional Shambler in, uh, this guy's art gallery... Um, this famous painter, whatever. Oh, sorry. This, uh, yeah, yeah. I believe it was, yeah, a famous painter. Um, what happens is uh, you have to encounter, like, this dimensional shambler. And what you do is you go through this guy's collection of rare artifacts or whatever. And you have to smash these um, uh, showcase boxes um, and pull out the correct dagger. And then stab the painting that the dimensional shambler comes out of in order to be able to send it back to its dimension. What I didn't realize was that in, um, in that painter's, um, house, uh, the wife owns it. She's a widow at that time. Um, if you go to the piano and you press, uh, uh, the, the correct key, uh, the right keys in the correct order, it'll play a song and then what'll happen, like you play a couple of notes and then the song finishes itself and then, um... It pops open, I believe there's like a hidden box or something like that inside. I can't remember if it was the piano itself or if it like gives you a key or stuff like that in order for you to open up this box. But if you open uh, whatever the secret thing is, it opens up a book and it shows you exactly the knife that you need in order to be able to beat the dimensional shambler without having to smash all the showcase boxes in order to be able to search, like, scrambling for the, for the right dagger while you've got, like, this monster on top of you. I was like, oh my god, this would have been so easy if I had this from the get-go. But it doesn't count as an Easter egg because if you, if you look through all the right places you'll get the information that you need in order to be able to access um what information later on. It, uh, it's just not fair. There are there are no easter eggs in Call of Cthulhu because the whole game is all about secrets.
2: I kind of I feel like I should play um, this game. Can you uh send me some details on this game about like where I can buy this and like I need to play more Call of Cthulhu games.
1: Yeah, it's a PlayStation 4 game. Um, oh my god. Let's see. Yeah, it, it's it's just great. It's it's probably one of my all time favorite games. It's definitely one of those puzzle solving games, but it's also a bit of a thriller because there's like a part where you get locked into an insane asylum and you have to try and get out, and you have to avoid like this crazy doctor and all of his minions from trying to catch you. You don't get any weapons. Um, oh
2: See, I don't it, it I don't like scary game. games. I like dreadful things. So I know I know it that's is. a that's it's a fine it's a fine line. I know, but
1: yeah like it 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 builds a lot of suspense and it like it it makes your heart beat like you're like oh my god i hope i don't get caught kind of stuff like there's like maybe um one essential jump scare but um yeah if you if you depending upon the build of your character like what you invest in for skills um there are different avenues for you to be able to reach the same uh the same place like to get to the same goal and like it'll also affect like your relationship with certain characters how much information they'll get out and you can get out of them what secret passageways that can lead you to um, the same I'm down for this game it's it's like right from the moment that you get off of the boat and you're on the docks in like this uh, one port to port town like there's oh my god like I think there's at least three different avenues for you to be able to uh get into like um uh i can't remember like there's like this racket boss or whatever that owns like this warehouse you have to get into in order to get access to like this painting um it it, it's very oh my god it it's so deep and it's like so full of stuff cool that game is just it's it's so uh, i will (laughs) have to check it out
2: (laughs) i'm reading on wikipedia it was not well received but uh oh it's on the switch even better
0: yeah no Home. well, there you go i'm sold That's selling no point right god there. The, god this yeah. okay yeah. so
2: <laughs> you know how i said earlier or you might have seen me talking in the chat how uh my husband bought spiritfarer for me he actually bought uh-huh. it for me on steam and i played it for about 45 minutes the other mm. day um and then i got really tired because it, it was like a really long day and i was just so tired so i quit playing and then, like, the next morning at breakfast, we were talking, and he was asking me how I liked it. I'm like, oh, I got too tired, I didn't play much of it. And he's like, You know, I found out that game's also on the Switch. I should have bought it for you on the Switch. And we're like, I'm like, Yeah, should have. Oh, well. <laughs> I ate another bite of pancake. And I'm like, Wait, we can still refund it on Steam. So we refunded it on Steam and went and bought it on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Nice. I, I tell you what, um, uh, there was a t- there was a Twitter thread going on about how Eric's really liked a game, and uh, and then uh, he he quoted the tweet that said it was on Switch, and he's like, now you have my interest, I was like, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, Lol. How- <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's just the best system ever because it's like if something comes out for it, now you have the time to play it. Like, well. You can it's the, as simple as that. You can play so many
2: games the, on the Switch. It's the Switching thing is is that I love well, okay, so my husband has a lot of like he has a lot of like slow games with like like he plays Yakuza for example. He will spend like hours and hours playing some like stupid like uh mini like mini stock car racing mini game in Yakuza. And then he'll get to like the actual plot where it's like it's some of the like most interesting like it's like it's like The Godfather in Japan. So like when he plays yakuza, mm. I'm just like doodling around on my Switch waiting for him to get to the good parts and then I will pause my Switch and watch the cutscenes. And that is just one one of the many oh reasons God. why I love my Switch.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so the fact that you can pause is so, like because the switch forces. I know, the pause. like it, you, if the game if the game doesn't allow it to pause, put it to sleep.
2: Yep, like it just it'll do it. It's I love so it. Good. I love it. Buy a switch, people. Um, so this anyways, is the, the, the... In,
0: this is coming up on the back of uh, me playing um, what is what is it called? Mortal Shell recently. Oh yeah, that game doesn't pause. So it's a it's a Dark Souls uh, like game. Pan, if you if you I'm not
2: familiar related, but, with it. Keep going. Um,
0: um, it is really cool and really interesting. Um, but like any Dark Souls game, it's hard. That you know they want you to suffer and die and that kind of stuff. But there's like legit moments where I just like I need to pause it. Something came up, and it's like if I don't find a safe space, I'm going to lose all the souls that I am trying to recover, which they don't call souls. They call it... uh,
2: Yeah, whatever whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It's souls.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to lose all that that progress, basically, and I've lost a lot of soul progress in this game, quite a bit. Um, But, like, I I, I had to gush about this game a little bit. It's a Dark Souls game where, you know, you choose your class or whatever, and it's like your strength and stats, like, blah. Like, you actually feel like the strength and stats matter in this game. And it's not because, oh, I have X amounts of points in strength. The only stats that I'm physically aware of are Insight, which is like counter ticks. Like, you build up Insight to a certain tick and you can do a special counter. Um, health and stamina. That's it. That's all the difference between... Any stats that you can do, like you don't have to worry about like, oh, how much damage is this to you, or what's my dex build, or that kind of stuff. So it really simplified it. But there's four classes, and you can switch between them, you know, almost at any time. And they have different levels of stuff. So like the one I like to use has like a fucking ridiculous line of stamina, like just to the end. Uh, it has super low health and super low. Intensity. Uh, well actually it's got medium health but uh, but low insight which means I can only counter twice before I have to recharge it um, which is fine because I suck at countering anyways so it's it's actually really cool like because it's different and you know you get to inhabit different stuff and like the shell gets why it's called mortal shells because the shell is the different class and you can just switch to your shell at any time what you really are is like this really gross looking doppelganger <laughs> that sort of inhabits a shell. And uh, one of the cool things is if you die, quote unquote, you get forced out of your shell. Uh, and you actually have, like, a fighting chance to get back into your shell before you die. Uh, once, though. Like, once you're forced out a second time, you die. But, um, yeah, you actually have, like, a second life and stuff. And it's it's really cool. Um, but, yeah, the fact that you can't pause in that game really hurts. And I just. I'd, I'd love to be able to pause and, you know do something or fix something or, you know, keep the ad from playing on YouTube while I'm playing uh, or, or something like that and, yeah, it just nope, I'm in a fight, I can't do it I can't handle it um, like, one of the things I would have loved to pause is um, I was playing while my girls are watching some TV here and, and uh, my younger one came up and was like, Daddy, I need this, and I was like, uh, uh Okay, and I just put the controller down and it died. I was like, well, there goes all this slals. Yep. So, I guess yep. I'll just help
2: you, kid. Um, <laughs> similar, yeah, similarly, uh, I, I forget which Yakuza my husband is on at the moment. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, whichever Yakuza it is, one of the things with it is that he cannot pause the cutscenes. Even if he goes to the PlayStation Home menu during the cutscene, mm-hmm. when he goes back to it, the cutscene will have continued going. Which really sucks, because, like, When when you get to, like, a big important cutscene in Yakuza, you really want to, like, pour yourself a glass of wine, get your favorite snack, and tuck in. Because, like, you're about to watch some good stuff. But, uh, so it it really sucks whenever he gets to a cutscene.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to handle that. That's too... (laughs) like uh is it long like the metal gear some of them are yes okay yeah i i I would yeah no like uh, i I treat it
2: yeah i I treat it as like an like occasional snippets of a really good movie that i tune into uh and then in between the movies my husband plays like bullshit side quests and mini games because if it's not yakuza without some bullshit mini games
0: Yeah, that's. I I did see him play some yeah. of that on his birthday stream. So yeah, I, Yakuza I is it.
2: amazing. Um, and the mini games, like I, I call them bullshit. They're really fun. They really are. It's it's like a mini mm-hmm. game game that's also like some of the most cinematic stuff you've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, it looked fun. Um, not sure if I I would because it's not normally not my style. I like mostly like action games. Like yeah, game or, as yeah. a shell thing or monster hunter yep. so um but you know it, it looked cool at least i uh i wouldn't i wouldn't be against giving it a shot at some definitely
2: point. i would definitely suggest yakuza zero um, if you give if you give any of them a, a shot
0: okay all right um so do we have any more secrets or do we call it a night Yeah, I'm not really sure if there's really anything else that,
1: um, I can can think of, like, honestly, yeah, I'm at at my limit, really.
2: I got one, I got one more, it's somewhat, uh, infamous, and Mm -hmm. I just thought of it since we were talking about, uh, Yakuza. Mm -hmm. So, uh... There is, uh, in Yakuza 0, uh, there is a thing, I'm trying to remember exactly what happens, how do you make him, my husband's not around, he went to sleep, so he can't correct me here, but there's a thing where you get, uh, trading Mm -hmm. cards of, uh, of, uh, women, you get, like, women trading cards, it's, it's very weird, I know, it's, look, it's Japan, okay,
0: I mean, yes, Witcher yeah, it's it. it's very
2: similar Witcher to the Witcher trading it. cards. So anyways, if you get all the trading cards in the game, yeah. this creepy pervert in tidy whities shows up and his name is Mr. Libido. And he's oh, like, no. "I see I see you're a collector. I am too. So far in my in my travels, I have only ever met one other man who is like gone who is like such a perv as me." who has, like, gone to all the trouble <laughs> of getting all the trading cards. And it's, it's like, partially the game is calling oh, you yeah. out for being a perv and collecting all these trading cards.
1: Oh my god, that's hilarious. But then again, yeah. they made the yeah. trading cards. But he
2: them. also, uh, sure. so one of the things in Yakuza is, uh, is that you can drink, like, an energy drink and that'll recover, like, some stamina and health. And Mr. Libido yeah. shows you where to buy the best, uh the best energy drink that, like, uh, recovers, like, all your health in one shot. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And no he's like, way. yeah, this It's He says some... So he Lavita says, like, some stuff, useful. like, this is how I have enough stamina to be the way I am.
0: Oh, no. It's funny. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah, there's, there's some, uh... There, there's certain things about uh, Japanese culture yeah, at times yeah. that is a little weird for me. Especially when it comes up in some anime. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, jeez. I just, yeah. I just, <laughs> a lot of times I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I am instead watching an American anime recently called Samurai Jack, so there's that. I've actually seen so little of Samurai Jack before, and now that I'm like fully watching it through, like I've realized I've only ever seen pieces of season one, and there's five seasons. Yeah, like,
1: yeah, there's quite a lot. Holy cow! I think it's really kind of went up in popularity after everybody's been just using nothing but like Samurai Jack memes on Twitter.
0: I mean, there's also a Samurai Jack video game. I didn't out know that. Soon. So.
2: I should tell my I, husband. I think that there um, is
1: already... I think it's, I think the game's already out, because I've noticed that there have been a couple of streamers who have it, and have been playing um, Samurai Jack. Um, if I could remember the name of the game, but, um, yeah, I, I believe it's already out, actually.
0: Uh, I don't know. Um... Oh, I have... I have a link. Um... I don't I haven't watched the video in a while.
2: Samurai Jack Battle uh, Through time. time. Is that the one?
1: Yeah, that's the yes. one. Yep.
2: Gonna
0: Oh. And it's got It says it was released actor.
2: back in August, August. Oh, literally yesterday on Steam.
0: Okay. Yep, Yay, 821.
2: I was right. I should I need to tell my also I need to tell my husband about Switch.
0: this. Yeah, it, it's also. Yeah, on so Switch, my husband's like a giant
2: Samurai mind. Jack fan. So yeah, he's gonna awesome. be he's gonna love this.
0: I I. That's that, I mean, a lot of people were uh, like Nickelodeon kids, and a, a, a lot of um, some like some of the circles that I hang out with, they all talk about like. Hey Arnold, and that kind of stuff. The only thing from Nickelodeon I ever really cared about was Doug. I, <laughs> I remember Doug, that but... show. Oh my gosh. I, um, but I was more a Cartoon Network kid. Like, that's that's what I watched when I was... So, the two series from Cartoon Network... Well, three, because that's how I got introduced to Dragon Ball Z. So, I really like Dragon Ball Z. I watched that, like, after I got home from school, like, every day. Um, and then... Um, also, Johnny Bravo. Thank you. Now, that that
2: I, show has not aged well. I I no,
0: and it was bad then. That like it was like even as a kid, I understood that he was sort of like a, a beefy jerk. But he was just hilarious oh yeah, to no, me. I I like, yeah, I still watched still it. Is. You know what? I, I would watch it now
2: and still laugh. But I'm like, dear Jesus, I. <sighs>
0: It, well, see, even as a kid, I knew that's not how you're supposed to treat people. Like, like he, he just like the reason why he never got the girls because he treated her yeah. like an object. You know, like that's just the thing. And um, and it, I think the show does a really good, clear reason as to why no one likes him. It, I, and I think that I think they do a good job of that. Now it's been years since I've seen it, but I still love John. Like when I'm when I'm excited or something, uh, uh, like you know, we're just like talking with some friends and stuff, every once in a while I'll be like, everybody do the monkey with me. And no one ever does it, but I'll do it um, because, you know, Johnny Bravo. Um, <laughs> I love, I love, if there was a, if there was a do the monkey with me, like uh, emote on monster hunter, I would totally buy it in a second.
1: They need to have that. That'd be so amazing.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I love Johnny Bravo, but the third one is Samurai Jack. And, and I didn't see a lot of it as a kid. Um, but I, I loved it, and I, I always think it's funny that like a lot of people, I always had I couldn't put my finger on it as to why I remember General Iroh's voice so well oh. in Avatar. Yeah, you because know, I didn't watch Avatar cause yeah. I was in college. Um, uh, and then like, cause again, that's a Nickelodeon show, and I, and I didn't, you know, I didn't watch it a lot of the time. But I we went back and watched it. I, you know, obviously, love that series. Um, but love was like it's a coup. It's Aku! That's who it was
2: <laughs> all the whole time! Aku was General Iroh! Oh,
0: <laughs> so, it's, yeah. so
2: um, in the in the remake, or not remake, but you know the new episodes, which by the way, oddly enough, my husband and I only watched a few of those. We had no problem with it, we just kind of stopped watching them. We need to go back and watch the new episodes. Don't spoil me on them. But, have you seen now, any of them?
0: That is season 5, right? I'm st-
2: I think I so, I don't know, five, it's the right? newest... Like, whatever the, the like, revamp season they released, like, a year or two ago?
0: I'm gonna Google this, because I have season five. I'm only still in season one. Um.
2: Yes, yes, that'd be season five. Uh. Yes. Okay, okay. Yep.
0: Yep, and that's what I okay. got, There's the complete... Yeah, we need to...
2: Okay, so yeah, around. we need to go back and watch yeah. season five, but uh, the... Um, I don't know how much I'm spoiling here. I don't know if you've seen it, so I'm just going to be very vague. The, there is a female antagonist wow. in season five. She's like one or two episodes into season five. She's Grey Delisle. Azula. And she uses the Azula voice. Oh, Oh, and I just can't okay. stop. But I can't help but hear Azula. I mean, it's the same
0: way when you pl- in Diablo Three. If you play the female wizard, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that bug that bugged, the, that bugged oh, the shit no out of me because way. she's in she's
2: in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah bugs the shit yeah. out of me. Yeah, she's in Heroes of the Storm, and I'm like, I can't stop. It. I can't help but hear the Azula voice here.
0: Oh no. All of my wizards in Diablo have always been female, and they've always <laughs> been named Azula. Actually, the default name that I got when I recently got it on the Switch because I, I played it on the Switch a couple months ago, um, the default name, and I kept it was Azula. Oh my in. god, that's hilarious! So it was, uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep that, and I kept it. Well, so
2: we we are way out of secrets. We are way out of bounds here.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm glad to talk a little bit Mortal Shell and Samurai Jack and stuff I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's a good time to wrap it up. Um, so anyways, uh, thank you for listening, people. Uh, this is Fortuan. You can catch me at Pod. I swear I'm going to get the Chimera article out at some point. I've just been crown hunting and Monster Hunter instead. And, you know, sometimes making some cool clips on Twitter of me dunking a, a Nostalos, uh, which, you know, was true last week as well. Yeah, that was <laughs> I actually pretty done good. Any um, it was fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll catch you guys on the next quest. And, Morg, will you be on? Where will you be on that quest? Annunciate, please.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> you can always find me on Twitter at MorganHay3. You can probably check me out if you ever play Monster Hunter Iceborne. Um yeah, and you can always find me in a number of discords. Uh we've also uh, got a D&D show that we usually do uh weekly which I'm also part of.
0: Well, Pathfinder, it's not D&D, mm-hmm. but yeah, Pathfinder. And um It's all D&D to me, man. It, it's it, just a different flavor with different rules.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's more it's more adventure oriented.
0: But yes, it's is it's more than a dungeon delver.
1: Um and yeah, you that's pretty much all I have to say.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, I'll and be Pam? hanging around Discord. I'll be hanging around uh, Reddit. Um, gonna go, uh, gonna go kick my husband off the switch and go play some Spiritfarer for a little while. I think.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well. Good. Secret talk. Um, I don't know what we'll be talking about next week. We'll figure it out. Something. So. We always find a way.
2: And meanwhile, I'll be going back to the jack. Back to the jack. I should get those DVDs or Blu-rays or something. I should get those Blu-rays. Bye! Gotta get
1: back in time. Toodles! (laughs) (laughs)